This is Channel Journeys, the podcast for channel professionals. Here you will meet and learn from channel experts who share their channel victories, defeats, and lessons learned along the way. Here's your host, channel chief and adventure seeker, Rob Spee. Hello, channel pros. This is your host and channel chief, Rob Spee. Well, this is it. Welcome to episode 80 of Channel Journeys, the last episode of 2021. So I guess that makes it our year-end special. I want to thank my sponsor of Channel Journeys, Allbound, the makers of the world-leading partner portal. So grateful for you guys being a sponsor this year. One of the things Allbound customers have shared with me is that it is super fast and easy to set up. Allbound gives you an easy way to collaborate with your partners on co-marketing and co-selling and automating things like the deal registration process. And they have best-in-class reviews for automating the training of your partners and engaging partners in all aspects of their life cycle with you. So check them out at allbound.com. Last episode, we took a look ahead with Jay McBain at his predictions for 2022 For this episode, I'm going to take a look back at what we learned in 2021 through all the Channel Journeys podcasts that we did. Are you ready to look back and see what we can apply for next year? Let's go. Apparently, 2021 was a really busy year for me. I set out with hopes of doing at least 26 podcast interviews, one every two weeks. Well, I've only done 16 podcasts all year. This one actually makes it 17. Surprisingly, though, the Channel Journeys podcast plays increased 250% over last year, which is really awesome. And that's all thanks to the increasing number of you listeners. So thank you. In an earlier episode, I mentioned my goal of reaching uh, 35,000 total plays. Well, we blew that away, hitting 39,000 and maybe even get to 40,000 by the end of the year if my Channel Journeys channel pros aren't all out on holiday. Over the long weekend, I I went back to see the top lessons learned from channel experts, and we covered a lot of ground, starting with the first episode of 2021 with Hans-Peter Beck, and he was talking about how to go global on a shoestring, and then we ended up with Jay McBain's channel predictions for 2022. So looking back, the first thing I learned, and this is what Hans-Peter pointed out, is that no matter when or where you launch your company, have the international opportunity in mind from day one. Otherwise, you're going to have to re-engineer your business down the road to make it ready for international business. And going global on a shoestring is normally done by leveraging partners and building a channel. Before building a channel in a foreign country, though, get in and land a few deals so you can attract your first partner. And if you have to provide exclusivity for a short term to help the first partner get set up and recoup their investment, that, that's a possibility. You have to, may have to welcome that. But then you're going to have to convince the partner that having more partners to build the market is actually good for them. And eventually you're going to have to take away that exclusivity. The second thing we learned was in the podcast with Mark Brigman of Partnernomics, and he shared the five phases of successful partnering. Of course, his first phase of creating the strategy is is really super important. I'm always talking about strategy. You want a living strategic plan to drive internal alignment from the CEO on down to the field on what, how, and over what time frame you're going to achieve through partnering. But I found his third phase where you negotiate the partner agreement to have the most valuable pointer. And this is where we talked about his super helpful advice of starting with a business term sheet that lays out exactly how you're going to work together and what you want to accomplish in those those first few months. 
I implemented this with my team at OutSystems, and it, it helped us make sure we had a total alignment with a partner before signing them up or even negotiating the partner agreement. So that's a great tip. Number three is Larry Walsh. He took us through the channelnomics of the new normal, reminding us that the only thing that's really certain moving forward is more change. Larry always has interesting and often contrarian points of view. He pointed out that the default thinking is that the channel exists to make us money. And while that's true, what we really need to think about is what do we want the channel to do? Because it's actually the customer that makes us money, not the channel. And if we're trying to solve for the customer, and if we're going to work with partners to solve for the customer, then we have to ask, well, what is the role that the partner plays or partners? What role the partner play does the partner play to find the customer, to service the customer, to support the customer, and to engage with the customer? And again, that could be multiple partners. So you need to have the right partners in the right place at the right time to achieve your mission. All right, number four comes from our channel pro, Mark Monday, who was fantastic at looking at really the human side of things. And Mark shares his channel lessons from the first wave, which came from a study on the impact of the lockdowns in the first wave of the COVID-19 pandemic. While lockdowns brought us the benefit of working from anywhere, working from home with back-to-back Zoom calls and no downtime definitely created challenges for all of us and risks that we needed to address uh, with folks on our teams. Pre-COVID, our commutes to work, business flights, even walks from meeting to meeting down the halls gave our brains a chance to slow down. But now in the all remote world, we just don't have that. Now we have to create our own downtime. I took Mark's advice to heart and built hard breaks into my calendar. Mark calls this sacred time. It's what you put on your calendar each day. So you have a little chance to take a break, maybe go out for a walk, enjoy a coffee, meditate, or whatever it is. Just give yourself a little downtime between those calls. So it's just not an uninterrupted day of Zooming. Don't accept meetings during your sacred time either. Otherwise, your colleagues will learn really quickly that it's not that sacred. So great tip from Mark. That's our number four. Lesson number five is from Taylor McDonald, who came back for another Channel Journeys interview in 2021 with a very interesting view on channel and direct sales. Taylor was super successful growing a channel business at Sage Intact that doubled their overall sales to the point where 50% of their business came from the channel and 50% direct. And he really kept the two separate. And unlike many companies, their channel business is all channel with no involvement from the direct sales force. To have this type of success like Taylor did, you need to share all the resources that your direct team has with all of your channel partners. And you need to let your partners do the bulk of the services work too. Another thing you have to remember is you have to enforce deal registration so you don't have two partners in the same deal and you don't have a partner and a direct salesperson in the deal. Now, some people do that by design. They intentionally want the partner and direct sellers to work together, but that wasn't the strategy that Taylor employed. And he's got a lot of interesting comments on why they set it up that way. You have to let partners take the deal down on their paper and let them build an annuity by giving your partners margin on the subscription for the life of the customer. Many of us have or are considering referral programs, and this tip number six comes from Chris Westfall, who shared how to build a partner referral program that actually works. He built a referral program with creative rewards to drive partner-sourced business. The first thing you need to do is survey your partners and find out what they like and don't like about different referral programs and find out what you could do better to help them grow their business. Then create a program that is super easy to join with no requirements and a simple one-page contract. Keep it simple. 
Instead of just simple cash rebates, get creative and provide what partners say they need to grow their business. And these could be things like marketing funds, other programs for the partners, uh, better pricing and special offers that you provide for their customers, things that help them become more sticky with their customers is going to help them grow their business. That's number six. Number seven is kind of along the same lines. When I spoke with Channel Chief Balaji Subramanian, and he told us what partners want even more than discounts and, and rebates. One of the key things he talked about is don't operate in a vacuum and don't think that one size will fit all. So you've got to get creative and, and be a bit flexible. This is especially important as we modernize our partner programs to build partner ecosystems. You need to get out there and talk to your partners of different shapes and sizes to find out what do they each need to grow their business? What's really going to motivate them? And it may not be what you think. So be flexible in how you invest in each of your partners. Discounts and commissions may not be enough to motivate your partners. So think about developing a bespoke investment model that's customized based on partner business plans. And during the business planning process, you might discover that the partner will benefit more if you pay for your partner to hire a business development rep, for example, or to build a demo lab for your solutions. Those are other ways that you can invest different from what you might be doing today. That's number seven. All right. Number eight, this next lesson comes from my most popular podcast of the year. Yes, she had more plays than any other guest, Lana King. Lana had what must be a super hot topic, how to drive cloud adoption in the channel. She came up with a very creative way to solve the dilemma of customers wanting to buy SaaS direct from the vendor, but the partners not wanting to give up control. And we've all seen this. It's a big problem. But as Mitel learned, it's not just about whose paper the deal actually goes on. Partners want to be the trusted advisor for their customer and to continue to extend their value-added services to the customers for as they have for years. But they can do that without actually having the paper signed on, on their or the deal signed on their paper. So don't set up a partner model that pushes them out of this role that they, they want to be in. Customers can still purchase SaaS on the vendor's paper while allowing the partner to take on the responsibility of deal negotiation, onboarding, activation, post-sale support, the contract renewals. That's really the entire customer life cycle. And that's a recipe for partner and customer success. It's always fun to talk about channel team growth. And number nine comes from a fun conversation that I had with Ali Mertlow on how to manage explosive channel growth. Ali shared how they at Dialpad are investing really big time in the channel, growing their team from five to over 40 people in one year. And one of the cool things they're doing is hiring an inside cam for every field cam to handle recruiting and onboarding. And that lets their field cams focus on a small number of very strategic focused partners. So you can offload a lot of the other tasks from your field cams, pass those on to iCams who can be entry level. That also helps create a career ladder for your channel team as well. All right, that's number nine. So on to number 10. So the most important lesson is summed up in my last interview with Jay McBain. And for me, it comes down to one word, ecosystem. We've moved well beyond the old transactional channel and now have to build a diverse partner ecosystem to help our companies land new customers and drive customer success. And this ecosystem continues to grow with new entrants like the hypercloud marketplaces and new influencers that we have to capture 
But at the same time, we have to optimize our partnerships with our traditional resellers, our system integrators, the GSIs, and our MSP managed service providers. And that is no simple task. But with the lessons learned on this and other channel podcasts, that will certainly help you succeed. All right, there you go. 10 channel lessons from 2021. Looking back at the year, I have to say that Larry Walsh's comment is one to remember. The only thing that's certain moving forward is more change. We have to be ready to adapt to change and more rapid pace of change. And uh, that was just a quick overview. If you missed any of those podcasts, for sure, go back and listen to them. Anything that interests you. I don't know what 2022 will bring, but I'm sure it won't be boring being in the channel. My goal for Channel Journeys is to reach 100 episodes in 2022, and uh, let's see if I can get to 70,000 plays by the end of the, the next year. Thank you again for listening to Channel Journeys. I really appreciate it. Special thanks to our Channel Journey sponsor, Allbound. If you're looking for an easier way to manage deal registration, a better way to track partner opportunities, or a better way to provide your partners easier access to all the sales and marketing materials that they need to be successful, as we talked about in the advice, as well as trainings and certifications, be sure to check out Allbound at allbound.com. For today's show, you can just go to channeljourneys.com forward slash CJ80. You can subscribe while you're there. All right. Well, I'll be back next year, 2022, with more excellent podcast guests. I want to say thank you again for listening this year, and uh, I'll see you in the new year. Until then, have an awesome channel journey. Happy, healthy new year to all of you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Channel Journeys. For show notes and other Channel Journey podcasts, visit channeljourneys.com. If you liked today's show, please forward it to your channel friends. And be sure to tune in for Rob's next channel adventure.